0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy. Rick Pettigrew is away on our TAC tour of Peru, so I'll tell you about four of the best stories posted online this past week by our partner, Archaeologica.org. Here are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for October 1st through the 7th, 2023. We begin this week in the Amazonian rainforest, where new research suggests that more than 10,000 pre-Columbian archaeological sites remain to be discovered. Scientific American reports that scientists use information from LIDAR technology to discover 24 previously undetected pre-Columbian earthworks beneath the forest canopy. LIDAR, or Light Detection and Ranging, is a remote sensing technique that bounces airborne laser light off Earth's surface as the laser unit passes overhead, measuring tree canopies and visualizing the ground below them. Vinicius Parapato, a doctoral candidate in remote sensing at Brazil's National Institute for Space Research and co-lead author of the study published in Science, called the LIDAR sensing effort a shot in the dark. The researchers had no idea whether or not they would find anything. However, they discovered 24 new earthworks to add to the 1,000 previously known examples. At these sites, ranging from 500 to 1,500 years old, massive amounts of dirt form settlements, religious structures, and circular and rectangular geoglyphs, land art created by shaping dirt into designs viewable from above. The researchers then used computer modeling that considered a range of geographical variables such as temperature gradients, elevation, distance to water, and soil structure to analyze known earthwork sites and predict their spread across the Amazon. This work estimated that more than 10,000 earthworks are hidden across the Amazon. The discovery supports theories that before colonization, the Amazon, which covers a vast swath of the South American continent, was densely populated, numbering as high as 8 to 10 million people. In addition to the earthworks, scientists have identified 53 domesticated tree species indicating past agricultural management practices. Two of them, the Brazil nut and the bread nut, suggest that people were cultivating trees for their fruit. It's yet another clue supporting indigenous peoples' claims that they permeated the Amazon, making it their own. These findings open new opportunities to understand the magnitude of ancient human settlement in Amazonia. They can also play a role in present-day debates around indigenous territorial rights, since they provide tangible proof of early people's occupation, way of life, and relationship with the rainforest. We now move to Syria, where an international group of scientists has presented research to support the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis that a cosmic impact caused extraordinary cooling of the Earth almost 13 millennia ago. As reported in Fizz.org, four related research papers published in the journal Science Open detail a new investigation into this explosion and how the subsequent environmental changes impacted the prehistoric settlement of Abu Hirea. The settlement is known by archaeologists for containing evidence of the earliest known transition from foraging to farming. According to earth scientist James Kennett, a professor emeritus of UC Santa Barbara, around 12,800 years ago, the region's humid conditions switched to drier, cooler ones. Humidity had created forests and provided diverse food sources for hunter-gatherers. Drier, cooler conditions may have forced them to adopt agricultural practices to boost their survival chances. Archaeologists had extracted material from the site in the 1970s before the creation of a dam on the Euphrates River flooded it. They studied layers of remains before and after this climatic cooling event, identifying and comparing the types of plants being collected. In the layers corresponding to the time after the cooling, fruits and berries disappeared. As people experimented with early cultivation methods, their diet shifted toward more domestic grains and lentils. Evidence also indicates a significant decline in local populations and an architectural reorganization of the village, reflecting a more agrarian lifestyle. The 12,800-year-old layers corresponding to the climatic cooling provide the biggest clue to a cosmic impact evidence of massive burning that included a carbon-rich black mat layer of Earth with high concentrations of particles that could only have been formed under extremely high temperatures. Similar black mat layers have been found at 50 other sites across North and South America and Europe. Collectively, called the Younger Dry Ass Strewn Field, it provides evidence of a widespread simultaneous destructive event, consistent with a fragmented comet slamming into Earth's atmosphere. The impact did not leave a crater. The explosion originated in the air and traveled downward to the Earth's surface, creating a lower-pressure cosmic explosion, roughly equivalent to the pressure of five 737 jet planes stacked on a small coin. To test this theory, researchers compared shock-fractured quartz found at Abu Hirea with similar material found at nuclear testing sites. They noted marked similarities in their characteristics and proposed that shock metamorphism in quartz grains exposed to an atomic detonation is essentially the same as that generated during a low-altitude, low-pressure atomic bomb airburst. This supports their hypothesis that Abu Hirea is the oldest known archaeological site catastrophically destroyed by a cometary airburst. For our next story, we remain in the Levant, where new research has confirmed the existence of a lush land route early human migrants used to leave Africa for Eurasia over 80,000 years ago. As reported in fizz.org. Researchers from the University of Southampton in the UK and Shantou University in China, along with colleagues in Jordan, Australia and the Czech Republic, have established that there was a well-watered corridor that channeled hunter-gatherers through the Levant toward Western Asia and Northern Arabia via Jordan. According to Professor Paul Carling of the University of Southampton, one of the study's authors, it's long been thought that when the sea level was lower due to the Ice Age buildup of ice on land, humans used a southern crossing from the Horn of Africa to get to southwestern Arabia via the Red Sea. This new study, first published in Science Advances, suggests that hunter-gatherers used inland river and wetland systems as they crossed southwest Asia the pockets of water would have been surrounded by grasslands supporting wildlife that people could hunt. This formerly green overland route is now desert. Conducting fieldwork in the Jordan Rift Valley, the archaeological team uncovered hand tools, known as flakes, on the edge of wadis, an Arabic word for a temporary riverbed that only contains water immediately after heavy rains. Tens of thousands of years ago, these wadis, now dry river channels, were full of water most of the time. Using luminescence dating techniques that estimate how long it has been since sediment was last exposed to light, scientists established the age of the sediment in which the tools were buried. The findings showed ecosystem fluctuations over time, including cycles of dry and humid environments consistent with a wadi. There was also evidence of ancient rivers and wetlands. The hand tools were likely used approximately 84,000 years ago then abandoned on the banks of the wadis and subsequently buried over time. Dr. Mahmoud Abbas of Shantou University, the study's lead author, said that the paleohydrological evidence from the Jordanian desert enhances our understanding of the environmental conditions of that time. Rather than dry desert, savanna grasslands would have provided much-needed resources for humans to survive during their journey out of Africa and into southwest Asia and beyond. Finally, we head to Northern Europe, where a new paper suggests that ancient human bones with cut marks, breaks, and human chew marks indicate the existence of a wider cannibalistic culture. In the late 1800s, 15,000-year-old human skulls shaped into cups and bones with human teeth marks were discovered in Goff's cave in southeastern England. At the time, archaeologists wondered if these cave dwellers were unique or a part of a wider cannibalistic culture in northern Europe. Research on human remains from northern and western Europe during the same period suggests that cannibalism was specific to a distinct extinct culture known as the Magdalenian. During the late Upper Paleolithic, between around 23,000 and 14,000 years ago, two cultures dominated western Europe – the Magdalenian, and the Epigravedian, distinguished mainly by differences in the stone and bone tools that they crafted. The Epigravedian culture lived mainly in southern and eastern Europe. Its populations buried their dead in a way we might consider more conventional by modern standards. But the Magdalenian culture, mainly based in northwestern Europe, did things differently. They process the bodies of their dead, removing the flesh from the corpse, eating it, and in some cases, modifying the bones to produce new objects. Dr. Sylvia Bello of the Natural History Museum, an expert on the evolution of human behavior and a participant in the new study published in Quaternary Science Reviews, interprets the evidence as that of a funerary practice. This cannibalism was practiced over a short period of time in a relatively localized area and solely by individuals attributed to the Magdalenian culture. The authors of the new research suggest that the eating of the dead can be seen as different in activity, but perhaps not in meaning to cremations, burials, or mummifications. Genetic evidence shows that the Magdalenian and Epigravedian cultures, which displayed very different funerary behaviors, were also genetically distinct populations. Eventually, during the terminal period of the Paleolithic, the Magdalenian ancestry and funerary behavior was replaced by the epiretinal. Researchers believe that the change in funerary behavior can be attributed to population diffusion, as opposed to cultural diffusion. A question remains about the Magdalenian funerary practice. Were the cannibalized humans related to one another, or were practitioners eating people from outside their immediate groups? That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, check out our new subscription platform. Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the Audio News from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the Audio News by clicking on the Share This link on our Audio News webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by.